in a world filled with information. Where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! If you are near retirement, today's show may contain some of the most important information that you will receive about decision-making and investment strategies in these uncertain times. Stay tuned. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And we welcome you into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. Good morning to you, and thanks for joining us on our live stream on Facebook Live and on YouTube and listening uh, all across the state of Arkansas on various radio stations. My name is Scott Inman, and I am joined, as usual, by John Shrewsbury and Janet Walker. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. This is the, uh, the virus crew. We, this is we are i don't know if it's full-on skeleton because it's still three out of the four that we would normally have but we we are the virus i don't like the sound of that at all the virus crew but, it allowed us uh, to do that. a little bit of social distancing around our small table yes yes and, and we are all three healthy and 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 making it through as we certainly hope all of you are as we now are about three weeks into the gen wealth social distancing protocol by having our offices closed uh to face-to-face appointments and we are now almost completing four weeks of school being out and i know that very well with the four kids i have at the house yes, uh, yes. one of them a college student and of course uh, the updates for you over the last seven days since we spoke with you last uh the governor has now announced that schools will continue to be closed and now will be closed until uh, hopefully the fall uh, hopefully everything is back to normal then uh, an update for you too today we have now crossed the barrier that i think we all knew was coming 1,000 cases uh, of coronavirus or of COVID-19 in the state of Arkansas. An update coming at 1.30 from the governor. So it continues to be a slow crawl up, and uh, the governor continues to tout the fact that uh, we are under projections. One model uh, that I've seen from, I think it was the state of Washington, says that uh, the projected or possible peak now in the state of Arkansas could be April 24th. So we are we are starting to see, certainly not definitively, but certainly right. some possibility of us getting over the hump with this and everybody wants to see that happening everybody mm-hmm. wants to see those numbers of cases to go down because that's going to give people some degree of relief janet but that doesn't necessarily mean that from a financial standpoint this is over by any means right. no not at all either on an individual level or on a national level because you know if you have missed income for a period of time then you've basically got to dig yourself out of a hole when you do get to get back into a working situation. I know for many of you who have filed for unemployment, obviously that income is not as much as what you were making. And so there's a gap there. If you really were living off of every penny that you had, then then you're in a negative situation. And our our companies across the country are going to be in much the same situation. I think about you know, we always talk about quarterly earnings and things like that. Well, what's that going to look like? You know, when we get into even at through the end of the second quarter, even if people are back to work, those earnings over a quarter are going to be less than what they would have been because people have been sitting at home and not buying stuff. So it, it doesn't mean that when the cases start going down that everything financially is voila, okay, there will be a recovery period from this. Well, and I think the big question, too, is, is even when we do get over the hump, what does that look like as far as going back to work, both on a national level and on a state level? I mean, we've taken uh, pretty extreme measures here in Arkansas, but some things are still open. Uh, So do we incrementally start to open those businesses back up or do we go all in at once and i doubt that's the case we that remains to be seen yeah i I think that there's going to be some folks that that just jump back in and go look this thing is not a big deal and i'm i'm all good and you know maybe they're taking risk maybe they're not but then a lot of us are going to incrementally step back into this Mm -hmm. because you know once there's a wound you don't want to necessarily go back and and jump into that fire again and that's really where we are with with the situation that we've got right now is that people are concerned People are concerned for their health. They're concerned for their family's health. They wonder, okay, if uh, maybe I am uh, a carrier, if yeah. you will, mm-hmm. and uh, even though I might not get it, I might pass it along to someone else. Right. And you know, there are folks that are on the extreme of this that are saying we ought to just stay shut down for eighteen months and get everything passed and get a uh, a vaccine. 
and give it to everybody. Uh, economically, I, it, no. I'll just say we just can't do that. That that's just impossible to do. Uh, there's going to be some risk taken in this. Yeah. There's going to be some some lives lost as a result of a rebound here and people trying to get back and find some equilibrium between the health issues and the financial issues. I, I think it's going to be interesting. This doesn't really have anything to do with all the health and financial issues, but I think it's going to be interesting to see the long term impact on how we work because mm-hmm. I think there are a lot lot of people who thought they had to have office space yep. and thought they had to meet with people in client in you know a one-on-one client meeting in person and they've realized zoom or whatever your choice might have been you know I, I have a, a relative who said six weeks ago I didn't know what zoom was and I have like three or four meetings on zoom a day and he's able to do all of his job completely unimpaired from home and so how's that going to change just really the dynamic of uh, how a lot of people work it it doesn't have to have a financial impact necessarily other than if you're a landlord who owns a lot of business properties but it's an interesting thought process it is and and i have to say that that i'm an old school guy i I, i've been wanting to do more stuff interactive and everything and i think that's kind of a novel thing to do when you don't have to do it but man i'm ready to shake some folks hands and (laughs) i'm ready to get some hugs and I'm yeah. ready to, to uh, interact face-to-face with people. I couldn't wait to get up here today so I could see uh, somebody other than my wife in my house. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it, it is an interesting time. Well, just as a reminder for our clients watching today, if you, if you haven't been uh, connected or have forgotten that we are continuing to conduct business, we are doing that via video conferencing mostly. We can do it via email and phone. Uh, to a large extent, we can do some things there as well. But our preferred method has been video conferencing. All of our advisors, all of our staff, is uh, their work. Most of them working from home. So we continue uh, to be up and running. And to your point, we have found out that we can do a lot mm-hmm. uh, through the Wi-Fi as well. Until the Wi-Fi goes out in the house, like it did in my house for about thirty minutes. And <laughs> was that yesterday? It was yesterday. Well, and we've got about five, five or six devices, and all of a sudden, nobody could do homework. Nobody could. <laughs> conduct business so it really it was recess time then right yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. we did take a break so that does happen as well but i'm with you though i think there's always going to be uh, an expectation and we're going to welcome with open arms the day we can get back and meet face to face with our clients now as far as today's show i want to set that up we've only got a couple of minutes on our uh, first segment here but i want to set that up of the last of the next couple of minutes we are going to talk today specifically to folks who are near retirement and and two two types of people really two type i guess two categories mm-hmm. of people one you were planning to retire everything was set up and now you've seen a significant portion of your account value in all of your assets drop maybe it's 20% maybe it's 25% who knows We're going to talk to you about maybe how you can walk through that and determine if you can still retire on schedule. You can still keep your plans or if you need to think about it differently. And then the other set of people where maybe they haven't really definitively thought about retirement being super close, John, but they know they're getting close years wise. And now they maybe even lost their job in all of this and the income has stopped. So thereby the contributions to your retirement plan have stopped. Everything is a whirlwind for them. And they may be thinking, can I get out now or am I going to have to make a plan to go back to work? Yeah. And in both cases, Scott, I think that people are are in kind of a precarious situation, not not in danger or anything of that nature. But you do need to understand the details of what's going on. And I believe that we can help you with that. These are some major decisions that literally hundreds, if not thousands of our Kansas are going to have to deal with over the next 12, 24 months as this thing plays out. And so we want to be a resource for you. So on today's show, we're going to break down both of those categories. If you're close to retirement and ready to go, wondering if you can still do it, we'll have some answers for you there. And if you've lost your job and wondering if you need to ease on into retirement, we'll have some answers for you there as well. Questions we know that hundreds, if not thousands of our Kansans are asking themselves right now. So help with the decision-making and the investment strategy that you could employ moving forward. That's on today's Get Ready for the Future show. Time to take a break, and we'll be right back. Education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we'll be right back. 
This is Scott Inman. At GenWealth Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life, whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. And welcome on social media and on the radio program to the fastest four minutes in investing. Scott and John Shrewsbury, we're going to do a little education in this four minutes and also talk a little bit of data that has now indicated, John, that the longest expansion is officially over. That's a headline that comes to no surprise, uh, as no surprise to people. We know that we have uh, entered a bear market, but now as the numbers still don't say that we're in a recession, economists are in agreement that we already probably are. Let's talk a little bit about the definition of a recession, because I think people think that maybe a bear market and a recession are one and the same, and they're not. No, they, they are not. And, and first of all, I think we should have Casey uh, play a funeral uh, uh, dirge or something because the, rece- the, the expansion is over. It, yes. was one of the, it was the longest expansion in our country's history, 128 months. We had a 50% increase in GDP growth during that time. But now we are headed into at least a short recession, maybe even an elongated recession. But a recession, technically, Scott, is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. So you don't really know that a recession is, in fact, happening because, by definition, it has to be two consecutive quarters, and you don't know it until it's already here. And, and so, yes, you can look at the circumstances and go, yep, that's going to hurt. That's going to create some negative GDP growth when you bring the economy to full stop. That's exactly what's going to happen. And so very, very likely uh, we are already in that recession. But I also want to talk about the fact that it's been a long time since we had a recession Mm -hmm. and it has become the proverbial uh, monster under the bed to a lot of people. When you say the country's going into recession, it's almost like, you know, hide the wife, hide the kids, hide the money. Here we go. And it's really not devastating to the entire economy like you would think it would be. Yeah, I think uh, GDP stands, of course, for gross domestic product. It's what's the co- what the country is making. So obviously it is a lagging indicator when you talk about not knowing if we're out of it until we're already th- or not, not knowing if we're in it until we may already be out of it. That's the reason if the, if the country stops making things. Well, yeah, common sense can tell you that we're going to enter a recession, but the data won't come in. Uh, until later on that. That's right. And Scott, this is the 13th recession that we've had since World War II, with an average recession lasting about 11 months. And on average, the shortest recession ever was about six months. That was back in 1980. Incidentally, the 80s were uh, some of the best GDP growth that we had in that period of time from 80 to 89. The markets were hot. The GDP was hot. That was all happening. Now, the last recession uh, during the Great Recession lasted 18 months, and that was the longest since the Great Depression of 1930. So you've got to think about this in terms of, okay, we don't really know how severe this is going to be. We don't really know how bad it's going to be. And I frankly am of the opinion that this recession will last as long as we will allow it to last, Mm -hmm. because there is an element of mindset that does drive some of the economics. And if we have a mindset that we're going to get back to work, we're going to overcome this, we're going to drive forward, then this recession that we are obviously entering into could be a short-lived recession, but uh, there's still a lot to be uh, seen yeah. on that. The, the the shutdown right now ends on April 30th. If that gets extended, then that means the recession could get extended. It's as simple as that, but we do believe whether it's V-shaped or U-shaped, we will have a recovery on the back end. I think a recession is a reset. That's really what it needs to be looked at. Yes, that is exactly right. And we will keep you posted on all the economic data here on the Fastest Four. And that's it for our Fastest Four Minutes in Investing for this week. We thank you for listening on the Get Ready for the Future show and for watching on social media. And our radio program continues after this. There are only three things you can count on in life. Death, taxes, and the Get Ready for the Future show on Saturdays. 
back with more after this break. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. With offices all across the state of Arkansas, Genwell Financial Advisors has an advisor near you. And of course, those offices are all in our living rooms right now. But when we do open up, we have offices in West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Bossier City, Louisiana, an advisor near you. And if you'd like to reach out, we are still available to connect 501-653-7355. Again, the number is 501-653-7355. You can also reach out via email, just Send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Scott Inman, Janet Walker, John Shrewsbury on today's Get Ready for the Future show talking about if you are near retirement and this uncertain time that we are currently in has really significantly cratered your account balances in your retirement accounts and you are, you've got your head spinning on, well, I had intended to retire at maybe you're 62 and you were thinking about retiring at 65 and now you're wondering if you can or you can't. Or maybe if there's a job loss that has uh, been incurred as a part of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic and, and the shutting down of business and now the income has stopped, the contributions have stopped and you're thinking, well, I've never really thought about retiring now, but could I do that? I think we're going to talk about that today. But to, to start, guys, th- this is obviously a first in some ways, what we are going through now, the response to the virus and the shutdown and the automatic stopping of business all across our country. But as far as what's happening in the markets, this is nothing new. And and when I look at uh, we've, we've got our content plan in front of us and look at the years that this has happened in similar fashion, it's rather frequent as well. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, you know, I've been around since 87. I, I began in this industry in 1987. And right off the bat, I, I think I, w- I started in like April of 87. And in October of 87 was mm-hmm. when we had the the infamous uh, 26% drop in the market all in one day, mm. uh, which is different than what we had just this couple of weeks ago. And so 87 is something that was, you know, obviously that's a great way to kick off a yeah. career, <laughs> but 87 was uh, kind of the entry to uh, all this volatility and what have you. 2000, 2001, 2002, those three years were the worst three years in the market that our hist- our country has ever seen in its history. And so, of course, right in the smack in the middle of that was the 9-11 attacks, and there was a lot of corporate turmoil during that time, but prior to 9-11. And then along came 2008, and we saw the markets uh, really come unhinged because there was uh, intrinsic trouble inside mm-hmm. the, the financial system itself. Well, fast forward to today, there is not intrinsic problems in the financial system. There is a problem with a virus, and it has caused our country to just go from uh, full speed ahead to full stop. And that's where we are right now. But, Janet, uh, the fact that we've been through all of this really is a big measure of experience. And I think experience, having been there before... Uh, really does give us some advantages in working with our clients. It, it absolutely does. And I, I reflect back to, I, I started in the industry in 2001. So very much like you, you know, you came in at not a great time in, in the economy. And same situation for me. And I remember very clearly in 2001 how many meetings I had with people who had just lost their job. I mean, that was probably the, the most common recurring theme of appointments that I was having at that point. And, you know, we think about it now in retrospect, we think about 2001 in reference to 9-11 and specifically to the terrorist attack. What I think that the farther away we get from it, the more we forget is how many people were jobless just overnight. And and we're seeing that same type of thing happen now for a different reason. So this is a road that we've walked. And I think it's important for you to understand that John, the way you and I have have built GenWealth is very intentionally with the purpose that the advisors who weren't here during all of these storms, they know how to prepare a plan for these storms because they've had to sit around all these years and listen to our yeah. uphill and snow both ways stories. And, and you know, we kind of joke about telling our kids stories like that and they eye roll and whatever. 
But your advisors at GenWealth have heard those stories as the why to why we we invest the way that we do. So they understand. And now they're seeing, even though they've not been through these storms themselves, they're looking at this and going, okay, now everything John and Janet have been saying that when this happens again with a different label, here's what it's going to look like. That's where we are. And, and so it, we feel like they have that experience as well. And I think it's important for our viewers to know that uh, that this experience is not just sitting on the sideline now. We're deeply involved right. in all of the cases that we're working on right now with our advisors. So just because our advisor team doesn't have the the number of years that we have doesn't mean that they're not taking advantage of that experience, Scott. And I think that that's, that's a, a plus that people need to know about. And also our expertise is in retirement income planning. That is a, that is a specialty. I would equate that to some degree. It's almost like the difference in a general practitioner mm-hmm. in the medical field to a specialist in the medical field because we specialize in retirement income planning at GenWealth. So let's talk about what that means. And as we dive in here and get in some of the details, if you are one of the folks that we're talking about, someone who's lost their job near retirement, thinking about going ahead and retiring early, or if you're just wondering if your plans should now change, maybe you were thinking about retiring in three or four years and you're looking at your account values, go ahead and chime in with a comment or a question. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you can just put it in the comment section and we will do our best to address that. But as you talk about retirement income planning and what that actually means, I think people can get their heads around it pretty easily that, well, it means I'm going to be getting some income in retirement. But if you think about how most of the folks who come to us when we begin building a plan and you think about it particularly like if they came to us right now and they had $900,000 and yeah. they had a lot in in the stock market and it's now $600,000 the focus is on that number there there is no question it seems to always be focused on that number because i think folks are trained to think that way but sure. particularly now the psychological impact of having possibly a third less account value than you did before all of this started can really make someone think there is no way retirement can happen when I thought it it could. But if you start to train your mind to think about it from an income perspective and what am I going to need and want in retirement on a monthly basis and start to figure out those numbers, then come to us and we put a plan together we'll be able to find out if the asset level will match. Scott, I had this conversation with a soon-to-be client of GenWealth very recently, and it, it was it was very evident when it just kind of clicked with her. She had been talking with, we'll just say Company X, okay? She'd been talking with Company X about investments, and the conversation that we were having was, you know, what's the, what's the difference between you guys and Company X? And I said, what are they talking to you about? And there were, you know, several products that were named and that type of thing. And I said, that's the difference. We are retirement income planning specialists. Have they talked with you about your income? Have they talked with you about what your income is going to look like at age 65? Have they talked with you about how your income is going to need to increase by the time you turn 70 because five years will have passed and you're going to need a raise in retirement? Have they talked to you about your retirement income and how to weather storms like this and the answer was they had not done that that's the difference and and i'll also say this is the reason why you know a lot of people are contacting us even existing clients a lot of people are contacting us now with hey i got another five thousand dollars can i put it somewhere and make some money right now we're going to label that your vegas money you know we, we jokingly call it your vegas money because it's not part of your retirement income plan so we can do that as a sideline piece if that's what you want to have you know a little bit of money here to handle some investment that you want to look into that's not who we are we are retirement income planning specialists and what you see right now is that people who have not been prepared for retirement income, if they were focused on just investments, then they are maybe 30% down. You know, when the market was 30% down, they were 30% down because the focus was on investments and not on planning. Your planning has to be different. 
I want to be clear that we're going to do investments for you if you yes. become a client of GenWealth. That's what we do. But we are very focused on retirement income planning. It is how those investments perform and what the, the way you orchestrate those investments to produce the outcome that you're looking for. Let's face it. As a retiree, cash flow is king for you. You've got to be looking at the retirement income stream that you're going to be getting. It really doesn't matter what your rate of return has been positive or negative because you can't spend rate of return. That's right. You can spend cash flow. And so, and the other thing I want to point out here, guys, is that going through 2008 taught me a lot. And one of those things was that people often suffered in 2008 needlessly. And what I mean by that is that they were thinking they were going to retire and then they took a big drop in their account value and what have you. And they just emotionally, instinctively said, well, I can't retire. That's just it. I, I can't do this. But they didn't run the math. They didn't run the science. They didn't run the research on it to find out. And because of that, they had what I call hope deferred. They had hoped to retire and that got deferred for a number of, of months or years or whatever the case may be. I'm here to tell you today that you don't have to do that. That is not something that you have to go through in this crisis because you have a resource that you can come to and sit down and figure out if that is something that you can still do or not. Don't defer hope. Check it out. Figure out whether that's something that you can actually achieve. Let me share a story to kind of drive that point home. I just recently this week have been working on updating a plan for a client couple. And the original retirement date was about two years away from right now. Now, all of this has happened, and certainly some of their assets have taken a dip, the ones that are involved in equity. But we had set up a plan for uh, the, the male in the relationship to, in his TSP, make his allocation a little more conservative mm -hmm. as we prepared for the early years of retirement and the income stream. So his uh, retirement account did not take much of a hit because he had made those allocation changes. And so they have lost a little bit from their account value, but they came to me and asked, hey, um, my, uh, my, my spouse is thinking about going ahead and pulling the trigger in August thinking about, I think I'm going to move it up and she's just tired of her job and she wants more time with the grandkids. And what would it look like if we reevaluated and now looked at retirement instead of two years away, but for her anyway, he'll continue to work, but for her to go ahead and step out in August of this summer. Now think about that. In the middle of this crisis, mm -hmm. they're thinking about, even though the account value has gone down, there is not hope deferred. Their thought process is maybe uh, my wife could actually retire a little earlier than we expected. Can you rework the numbers? And that's what I'm currently doing for them now because it comes back to the effects on income, not the effects on their retirement plan. So it's just an example of how that can play out when you look at focusing on income planning, retirement income planning, rather than the value in your 401k or other retirement account. Time for another break. We're halfway home in the Get Ready for the Future show. We hope you'll continue to stay with us as we continue right after this. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments. More about you. Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. Did you know there are a ton of financial resources on GetReadyForTheFuture.com? No? Well, bookmark that page for later because the Get Ready for the Future show is back. Talking to folks who may be near retirement and rethinking that potentially among the COVID-19 pandemic and what has happened in the markets. And we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the markets and, and what we are getting from LPL Research about where they uh, may be headed from here. But our main theme today in the Get Ready for the Future show is focused on helping you, if you are near retirement, with that decision-making process and with an investment strategy moving forward. And we shared in the last segment, that it should all be focused on income. Retirement income, income planning is our, is our expertise here at GenWealth, and that is what we do first and foremost. Build a plan to give you the retired income you need and want, and then match the asset level to see if that's going to work out or when it will work out, if it needs to be two years instead of three years or three years instead of two years. We want to talk a little bit about 
how we build that out. But before we do, I want to give everyone an opportunity to uh, to get in on our giveaway. We we have apparently a, a pretty interesting giveaway. That, this is pretty uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. This, this is Abby's idea, right? Yes. She, she put this together. It's called a quarantine kit giveaway, and it has some pretty interesting items on it. I haven't seen it, but I am told uh, that you guys know what's in it. You well, know what's in it? Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a couple of books. Uh, our, our Your Retirement Should Be More book, so we've got that in there. Uh, there's a Gin Wealth coffee mug because everybody's drinking more coffee these days because <laughs> you're at home and it's just, you know, kind of keeps you awake because there's nothing else to do except be on your phone or whatever (laughs) and then there is a roll of toilet Toilet paper paper. that's critically important so your quarantine survival kit it has to include toilet paper how did she get it where did she find it she probably stole it from mine. I was about to say, John, you better check the count because I bet that's where it came from. For, oh, I, and I can tell you, as someone who uh, a couple of weeks ago when all this was the rage, I walked into a store and I looked down this paper aisle and there was absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It was all gone. I still don't know why. And then I saw on uh, on Facebook the other day there was some woman at Walmart that had a big buggy of toilet paper and she was at the return counter trying to get her money back because she is that she, right? she found out that uh, Attorney General Leslie Rutledge wasn't going to let her uh, gouge everybody and and you know sell it for <laughs> a higher for price. That's 10, right, ten percent of what the markup was. So let's talk about how you get this quarantine yes. survival kit. So there will be a picture of the kit posted on our Gen Wealth Facebook page. So uh, obviously, if you're listening to us live on Facebook, you already know how to find us there. So if you will, when you see that picture, share that picture for an opportunity to win. And then we will let you know later on who the winner is. And uh, you can be excited and brag to all your friends that you got a roll of toilet paper and some books and other fun stuff. Speaking of of our Facebook page, I want to say hello to Jerry and to uh, Brett, who's uh, checking in uh, on our Facebook page today, uh, watching the show. Uh, Gala is out there. Tim is out there. There's a whole uh, slew of people on social media watching us on uh, the Get Ready for the Future show live. And if you're listening on radio, you can catch this show on our Facebook page. Just go to the Gen Wealth Financial Advisors. Search for that. 1130 on Wednesdays. We are live with our broadcast. The financial website. Seeking Alpha recently published an article that said guaranteed retirement income should be considered for part of your bond allocation. This article points out that 10,000 people a day are retiring and many of them lack enough in guaranteed income sources to cover the retirees' basic living expenses. So you've already heard us say retirement income planning is what we do at GenWealth. So let's get specific about how we build that out. When we refer to the guaranteed income sources, we've already said that we're going to build a plan to, to give you the income for what you need and the income for what you want in retirement. We start with the need, and that is an analysis of your guaranteed income need. It is, Scott. And when you look at that guaranteed income need that you have, you have to understand that we're going to look at what uh, the basic living expenses are. And I think everyone is kind of uh, more in tune with this than maybe you have been in the past, because if you are wondering whether you're going to have a job or not, if you're wondering whether your income is going to get cut or not, at home, you're looking at those four walls. You're looking at food, clothing, transportation, shelter, those things that you have to have to survive. And you have a pretty good idea of what money you need to have coming in to cover those things. The same can be said for retirement because look, when you retire, you are literally walking out of a job and there's no paycheck. It's just like getting laid off. <laughs> you know, there's no difference, except it's a permanent layoff, and, and you're not going to work anymore, and you've got to depend on your own resources, Janet. Yeah, the, the encouraging part, because that sounded horrible. You just get laid off. You don't have a job anymore. Good luck with that. But but the encouraging part is that your money is now working for you, and so your money will send you a paycheck. That's yes. the whole point. So you've really got to work through this with your spouse to think about, all right, if we were at the point of retirement right now, think about things like, is your house. Maybe you still have a mortgage. Maybe you will or maybe you won't in retirement. So think through when we are at this point of retirement, what will be our required expenses? And obviously, you know, we'll factor in inflation. Your mortgage is not going to change because that's locked in for you. But everything else will factor in inflation for you. But you've got to think about what that number really is. And guys, I think 
when we transitioned as a society from getting a physical paycheck and having to go to the bank to everything's electronically, money goes in electronically, money comes out electronically, you don't physically hold cash in your hands very much anymore. I think that we, we got to a point where people are absolutely clueless as to how much money they spend each month mm. and yeah. how much of it is a necessity. And so it's something they really don't think about. I, I remember, you know, sitting down when, when everything was handled with a check and balancing that thing to the penny. Now I look at it electronically and I know, you know if something's off, I know it. But there are very few people sitting down and balancing that checkbook, you know, to the penny and saying, where is our money going? So that is that's an important step in that process is to just be aware of how much money you're really spending. To your point, Janet, that it, that really does involve building that floor, that, that foundation of income. And that's the first job that we're going to take on. And one of the things that I think is really interesting is there's a new study out that was published by Charles Schwab that reaffirms what we have said for a long time. And I think it's interesting that Charles Schwab says this. Uh, the number one fear that retirees have is the threat of running out of money during their final years of life. When retirees eliminate the three big risks that we talk about here at GenWealth, that is obviously market risk, longevity risk, and inflation risk, those things are, are, are part and parcel uh, it, it takes away that fear. It takes away the fear of running out of money because what you're doing with that is you are seeking out some type of additional guaranteed income in addition to your social security and maybe a pension if you have it. Of course, pensions are going by the wayside in uh, in the private mm-hmm. sector. Public sector pensions are still out there, but they virtually disappeared from the landscape on the private sector. So you've got to find ways to solidify that guaranteed income need that provides for for those basic living expenses that we're all in tune with now. Yeah, Social Security projection new is that it will only replace about 25 to 40 percent of right. a pre-retiree's income. So is that going to be enough to cover your basic expenses in retirement? That has to be the first analysis that takes place. And if there is a gap, and when you talk about the Schwab study, John, that says uh, retirees' number one fear is running out of money. They're really saying they were fearing running out of income. So if right. you can place a required income number and meet that with guaranteed monthly predictable income that's not going to run out, then you're not going to run out of a paycheck in retirement and we'll be able to cover the basic expenses. And if a portion of your assets, if, if a portion of your retirement accounts need to be allocated to create that income stream, you have now covered your basic expenses in retirement. Now, above and beyond that, we call that desired income. This yes. is your independence because in retirement, and we've, we use the word frequently on this show, I still don't like it. We haven't really figured out a replacement for it. It just doesn't roll off the tongue to say financial independence, but that's what it is. Right. It's not really retiring into doing nothing. It's creating your financial independence, and that is comes in the form of your desired income on top of the required income. And and determining that really, quite frankly, can be uh, the most strenuous part of building a retire- retirement income plan for folks, because a lot of people really haven't spent much time dreaming about that, especially if they're fearful. Yeah, the, the fear is a, is a huge factor here. And when you're fearful, uh, you can't make good decisions. Mm-hmm. You're going to make emotional decisions. And I will I'll wager a bet with you. Almost every bad decision that you've ever made has been prompted by some bad emotion. You probably have gotten into trouble due to emotion. You probably have gotten into financial difficulty because you got too high or too low about something and made a bad decision. Mm -hmm. Don't make emotional decisions during this time. Make factual, well-reasoned decisions. And if you need help with that, sit down with a financial advisor. I said on the show earlier uh, in the week, last week sometime, that if there was a market for financial advisors prior to this financial crisis, and there was, there was over two or 300,000 financial advisors advisors in this country all doing pretty well. If there was a market for all of us folks at that particular point in time, that market just like 
quadrupled. There are more and more people today reaching out saying, I need some help. I, I, I don't want to go this alone. I've got to figure this out. And so we've talked about our expertise here at GenWealth being retirement income planning. We've talked about our experience being, uh, you know, going through all of these markets that we've seen this type of thing before. The other thing I want to touch on, guys, is that we've now got the technology to mm -hmm. help you in the comfort and safety of your own home right now. You don't have to delay. You don't have to put off having that consultation. Our advisors can actually con consult with you, not just over the phone, but we can have a video conference and we have software that we can link up and, and get your financial information into our systems and, and interact with you with that financial software to, uh, frankly, Janet, do some pretty amazing things. Yeah, frankly, it includes everything except the handshake. I mean, everything else we can do electronically. And when this is all over, we'll get that handshake in there for you because that's important to us we as well. We can do that fist bump, Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, electronically. Electronic that's right. Bump. We can that's try that. right. So we're ready to be able to handle that for you now. Whatever your situation is, just reach out to us. All you need to do is give us a call, 501-653-7355. And regardless of, you know, where you are during this social isolation time, you can have an advisor, you know, sitting in the living room with you, basically. Yeah, we've talked about uh, Christmas time being a time where people really have some downtime to think yeah. about their financial future. I would say that this trumps Christmas <laughs> it does. Uh, in a big way, <laughs> yeah, uh, in, in many ways. So it, there, we know there's downtime to think about it. Don't let fear drive your decisions on your financial future or your retirement. Give us a call at 501-653-7355 so we can begin building a retirement income plan for you. Time for our final break on the Get Ready for the Future show. We promised we'd talk a little bit about markets. We're going to do that on the other side of the break, so stay with us. One more round next. Are you following us on social media? Search for GenWealth on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at GenWealthFA so you don't miss out on behind-the-scenes photos, money tips, and informational videos. The Get Ready for the Future show will be back after this. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show. Trying to help you today with your decision making and your investment strategies, especially if you are walking in close to retirement and maybe those things have seemed like they are now out of reach because of everything that has happened with the COVID-19 pandemic and the uh, plunging markets that ensued over the last month, month and a half. So we've talked about the folks that maybe have been thinking about retirement in the next couple of years and now think they may have to put that off because they've seen their account values go down. We also would want to talk about uh, pre-retirees who may have lost their job at this time. And we're going to get to the idea of maybe putting together of a plan that may be able to give you some more certainty of whether you may actually be able to retire and not go back to work. But the first priority, I'm sure, for most people is to replace the current paycheck or at least a portion of it and find some income to pay the bills. And we certainly know that there are sources out there when it comes to unemployment uh, that they should be tapping first. But there's also sort of a pecking order, I think, that we should help folks mm -hmm. go through of where if they do have savings, if they do have retirement assets, the pecking order of what to get into first and then second and then third and so on. Scott, let me say that uh, on on the unemployment front, there ain't no shame. You know, no. it, it just is not. You know, a lot of people. I've never filed for unemployment in my life. I'm not about to now. Well, you might, okay, and it's okay. It don't worry about that because you have to take care of your family. Mm -hmm. Now, clearly, the first thing you ought to do is to go find another job if that's possible. If that's not possible, then file for unemployment and get about uh, the business of trying to find another job. But Janet, then it, obviously unemployment is probably not going to be enough for right. a lot of people. Then there has got to be some order in which you try to access the resources that you do have. So for years, since the existence of GenWealth, frankly, we have been talking about people needing to have three to six months of expenses in savings to have your emergency fund established. That's when you use this. You know, that's the whole reason that we've said all of these years that you need to have an emergency fund. Don't feel bad about dipping into it. This is an emergency. If you don't have a job anymore, and even if you're on unemployment at this point, then you probably don't have your full paycheck. It's time to dip into that, and it's okay. Side note. 
how many times have we had to have that conversation with people that oh. argued with us about six months of, of expenses in an emergency? Oh, that's too much money. I, 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 I don't want to have all that money sitting there not doing anything for me. Well, well it's going to do something for you now. You're, you're glad you have it now, right? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, there is a rhyme and reason behind the things yeah. that we tell people to do. So first place is the emergency fund. So second place, and, and we hope that you don't get to any of the rest of these, frankly. But if you need to, the second place would be some of your low-risk investments in non-retirement accounts. So a couple of reasons for that. Low-risk means it probably hasn't been exposed to as much downturn as what you're hearing about on the news so you're not selling shares at a much lower price than what than the price at which you acquired them maybe even at a higher price than what you acquired them at and also non-retirement because for many of you if we're talking about you going back to work you're probably below age 59 and a half they have however waived that penalty to be able to access those but still you're not having to deal with taxes even though there's not a penalty if you're getting into uh, retirement funds you would be having to pay the taxes on accessing that and if you're getting into non-retirement then you're just dealing with capital gains so that probably puts you in a lesser you know tax situation there the other one uh, janet that you may consider is the cash values from a cash value life insurance policy now you may say well that's going to impede my death benefit that's going to hurt my death benefit it will but you got to live before you die mm-hmm. and so you've got to think about accessing that cash value from that life insurance again that is a low risk asset and unless there is some gain in that cash value above what is called your cost basis meaning all the premiums that you put into that policy over the years then you don't have any taxation on that cash value coming out of that life insurance policy that is certainly something that we would look at but Mm -hmm. you have to keep in mind that that whatever you take out of the cash value should you pass away that's going to get deducted off of your death benefit because despite what the agent may have told you that's not your money in the cash values it's the insurance company's money and they're going to get theirs one way or the other let me say if you wind up having to go to any of these resources besides your emergency fund then if you if you're concerned about whether or not you're making the right decision absolutely reach out to one of us here at GenWealth the number again is 6537355 area code 501-653-7355 and just ask us your questions on that another opportunity you have is your contributions to your Roth IRA so we're not talking about any gains, but the money that you have contributed to your Roth IRA, you can withdraw that. No taxes, no penalties, no harm other than the lost time in the investment itself um, and how much it might be down based on how you've had it invested. But you can access that money as well. Yeah, and I think it's important that there is an IRS, IRS rule that says that money coming out of a Roth IRA is principal out first, so mm-hmm. it is a return of your investment first, so you don't have to worry about the taxation as long as all you withdraw out of that Roth IRA is the principal, the amounts of your contributions, your total contributions are accessible at any time from that Roth IRA. A lot of people don't know that. And, yes. and I think ignorance is bliss for a lot of that yeah. because you don't want to consider that money non-retirement money. But in this situation, it is accessible, but there's a reason that it's next to last on our list. That's right. Yeah. And Scott, I think it's also important that as, if you've lost your job, you cannot be in a situation where you allow a short-term problem to impede your long-term goals. You don't want to do that. Your retirement accounts ought to be the last place that you go get money. Uh, It is the easy way. Congress has made it easy for Mm -hmm. you to sell low at this particular point in time because they opened up uh, access to IRAs. They opened up access to 401k plans and all this type of thing. And markets are low right now. So they are giving you the opportunity to do the wrong thing at the wrong time for the wrong reason. However, let me be very clear that if that's your only resource and it's between that and not eating, go eat, please. Uh, but, but other than that, uh, and keep your house, be sure that your utilities are still on. But beyond that, don't touch that retirement account because you are allowing a short-term situation to impede your long-term retirement goals. And it's something that you probably won't be able to recover from from a retirement standpoint. So what if you're 57, 58 years old, and you've done a fantastic job at saving money for retirement, and maybe you've got a million dollars, and you're thinking, well, and you lost your job. Maybe you're thinking, well, maybe I can just not go back to work. I can go ahead and set this up, distribute myself some income, and make it the rest of the way. We want to issue maybe, maybe not, because 
there are uh, particular concerns for people retiring early that are not there for people retiring in their 60s. And the number one reason is, we've already talked about, retirement income, guaranteed income sources aren't going to kick in unless you have a pension uh, that is accessible or beginning or, or available for you pre-59 and a half or, or whatever age you're thinking about retiring. But Social Security is not going to kick in until 62. You have no floor. So going out there without... Uh, a safety wire, let's yeah. say, is very difficult. I, I I hear Kenny Loggins playing the Top Gun theme song, Danger Zone. Danger Zone. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Because, Janet, I, I, we have seen people uh, lose their job, not because of a pandemic, but because, you know, of maybe age discrimination right. or something. And, and, you know, they're 57, 58. They go, eh, maybe I'll just go ahead and retire. You know, I don't want to go look for another job at 57, 58. They don't understand the risk that they're taking on. Well, and this is, and we're not going to have time to fully develop this but many of you have heard our comparison of two gentlemen who retire with the same asset level but in different years James and Joe and they have the same withdrawal rate same investments the difference is in that when they retire one of them has bad markets early on Hmm, sound familiar the other one does not and and so the one who has bad markets early on in that case they wind up running out of money now we we have the ability to plan through that uh, because of the way that we handle the investments and the way that we do retirement income planning but if you're looking at pulling the trigger on you know just i'm just not going to go back to work it's very important that you have a plan in place to deal with this because you're retiring into kind of a crazy market at this point and you've probably already taken a downturn in your 401k and and we don't we don't think we're done yet you know this is this is not over at this point and you know we've seen a good little increase recently but but we i don't think we've hit the floor and Mm -hmm. so we'll see how that works out but you've got to be able to plan for a worst case scenario and know that that plan is still going to work instead of just going okay i'm done so we're about to hear the final bell, John. Didn't mean there to interrupt. I just knew it was coming. We're going to use our final two minutes. This is usually where we kind of put a bowl in everything, but we did want to talk a little bit about the markets, and Janet kind of led us in there. Uh, the I just looked at uh, my phone during one of the breaks, and it, because of where we are today, we're up a little more than 2% in the markets today. We're up 20% off mm-hmm. of the bottom, the right now bottom of, yeah. the, of the market. And I think it can be real easy for people to start think, think thinking that we are out of the woods on this. And we're going to say, hold the phone on that. Yep. The bottom may be tested again. It may yeah. go all the way to where the previous bottom was and below. It may not, but we do think there's going to be more uncertainty ahead and more volatility ahead in the markets. So when you think about the reality of all the economic numbers actually coming home to roost, not just here's what's going to happen with unemployment, but here's what's happening with unemployment, that's when the markets are going to go, oh, wow, this is real. Let's go through another fit again and drive prices down again. I just think that's, that's likely to be how the market is going to work. It is not an all clear signal, so don't think that we're going straight up from here because we probably aren't. However, I think, Janet, that we have to think about this in terms of, you know, where's the market going to be five years from now, 10 years from now? We firmly believe the markets are going to be higher, so this may not be the bottom, but it is a bottom. Yeah, it, it is. And so it, the the reality is, and we've looked at this many times over the years, it's important to stay invested. It's important to stick to your plan. We talked about emotion today. Avoid responding with emotion. If you don't have a plan in place, get a plan, and that plan will help kind of monitor those emotions. Because just on a review this week, I was going through, some people were thinking about, you know, maybe we ought to take less from our retirement plan. Well, we looked at everything, and we're still on track. In spite of this downturn that we've had, everything in their plan is still on track. So stay the course. Get a plan if you don't have one. You can reach out at 501-653-7355 or info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. Thank you again for watching. We'll see you again next week. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at GetReadyForTheFuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only.